Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a great evening. I always get so excited when I sit down to do my podcast and tonight I'm really super excited because I'm going to talk about, I have to be honest, I think it's 10 steps, but it might end up being more, but the 10 step process to growing a business, which is so similar to growing sunflowers. And I learned so many lessons and I wanted to share not only how cool it was to grow a whole sunflower field, but also to um, compare it to the lessons that I've learned in growing a business the last five years. And I really wanted to share that tonight. So let me tell you what my evening looks like. So I'm in my Soma jammies. <laughs> so I, I found a new liking for my pajamas, you know, the long pajamas um, from Soma. So highly recommend them because they're bamboo cotton and I like to be comfortable. So I'm in my Soma pajamas and I'm sitting here with a warm cup of hibiscus tea. And I actually grew hibiscus, three hibiscus uh, bushes this summer. And um, one time I took the leaves and I boiled them and I made a cup of tea with it. And that was pretty cool. So how did this start? Like where I finally made this analogy with these sunflower fields or the sunflower field that I grew. Oh, and by the way, I have um, a vase that was my mother's and I have three sunflowers in them right now and from the sunflower field that I grew. So I'm all set up. I'm comfy, cozy. My windows are open in my office, which is the first time since summer because it's like 72 degrees today in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's absolutely gorgeous. So yesterday, we also had an absolutely gorgeous day, and I had done a few activities, which was the first time since uh, the virus has gone uh, around. So it was a kind of a big weekend for me, and I wanted to sit and reflect on the summer a little bit and all the planting that we did in our backyard. At one point, and I stopped counting, we had probably over 150 plants, and that doesn't include my sunflower field that I planted, which ended up being 46 plants. <laughs> I like to count things. That's probably a really good thing in business, and I don't think I have um, that on my list of things, but paying attention to what you're reaping in business and Keeping your numbers really firm and solid in front of you, um, quite honestly, is very important, I think, to growing your business. Because, you know, it could be the last week of the month or the last couple days and you really had a special goal in mind. Maybe you wanted to hit something new in your business. Maybe it's your first $5,000 month and you're like $4,000 there and one program might be able to set you over the top. So, Um, while I kind of just about this, I really do think it's super important to keep an eye on your numbers in business. So I, you know, I kept my eye on my sunflower field and my 46, and I think I lost two in rainstorms and 
whatnot, but I knew how many plants I had. So it's important. I was like, you know, the shepherd keeping an eye on my flock of sunflowers, (laughs) but that's really important to keep an eye on your business. So I had this great weekend. I'm sitting there in my yard and I'm usually on one side of my, my yard and I decided to take a new perspective. So that's number two thing. And I don't even think I have that on the list, but sometimes, especially right now, taking a new perspective in your business is super important and also reflecting where you've been and where you want to go. So as I sat there in my yard, I sat on the furthest right-hand corner and I had my back facing my friends, which usually I'm never sitting in that position. So I had the entire parameter of my yard sitting in front of me so I could see everything I grew, all the, all the plants. And I just start reflecting on how, you know, each day in the evening I would plant something else and it never felt tiring. You know, I would just plant what I felt like doing. And, um, it it was really a, a simple process, but in the end, my whole backyard had three hibiscus and I don't know how many sunflowers now. I think I counted 70, um, and double blooming gardenias and just you know, of course the sunflowers, just roses. Um, um, oh, of course all of my dahlias. I don't know how many plants I had of those. Probably 14 plants and they all have blooms on them. They're just gorgeous. So the perspective I was taking while I was sitting in that chair was looking at my yard in a different way. I was admiring my work and thinking what I wanted to plant next year and what didn't work out so well. There were a few plants that just, uh, just didn't make it this summer with the heat. So as I was sitting there and I thought, wow, these sunflowers are so beautiful. And I really wanted to take the time to admire them because they're, they have a short shelf life. Once they, once they open up, it seems like they're open about a week and a half. And even the one flower on my desk is starting to droop. Um, but inside will be the seeds for next year. So as I sat there and I was looking at the sunflowers thinking, you know, how tall that they were, they were above my gutter line and my roof. (laughs) There's my bells. And my husband happened to come out to water something. And that's when it hit me. I was like, Oh my God, goodness, these things are double him. And so in a very short amount of time, you figure I probably planted them in May. And here we are at the end of August, May, June, July, August. In three months, a seed, a seed grew into a 12 foot plant that now will have something that birds can eat and people like sunflower seeds. So it's kind of cool to grow something that also has a purpose. So that's another thing I want to say about your business, you know, growing your business purposefully so that it has a purpose. So for me, like for my business, when I think about my business, I never expected it to be where it's at. I was thinking I didn't have an income and I loved reading the Akashic records. And beyond that, I didn't have many other ingredients. 
or at least I thought I didn't. So think about your business right now, just like the sunflower seed. So I started these plants from seed, which that was what was very unique for me. Excuse me, I never grew anything from seed before that was this large and this magnificent and something I truly enjoy. And I can honestly say that for my business too. It's something to me that's now magnificent and I truly enjoy my business. And it's not what I expected my business to look like nor is that field of sunflowers. So let's take, let's take a little uh, inventory of what do you really need to start your business? So to grow a sunflower, I needed soil, seeds, sun, and water. So what, why this whole podcast developed in my mind is as people came to visit our home, we had conversations and somebody was talking about 800 year old seeds and how, um, gold and silver will not be our highest value in the days moving forward as the generations grow. Rather, it's going to be an unmodified genetic, um, plants and things that are still natural in their form So uh, without getting too complicated and going down too many rabbit holes with that, just think about your business and how important it is to put really good seeds in your business. Because if you don't have good seeds, you're not going to have a good harvest. So just like with my sunflowers, it's been really fascinating because There were two plantings I did, which I'll talk about in a moment, but the second planting for sure was all done from the one flower head. So what from one sunflower head, those 46 plants, and I think I also had some along the fence and I gave my daughter some too. So those, that was my harvest from those sunflowers, but let me tell you what they looked like. I have ones that have brown and white leaves, you know, the little flower leaves. I have big faces or heads. I have small heads. I have ones that grew 12 feet. I have ones that didn't grow 12 feet. And all of these were positioned very in a very similar fashion. So it's interesting because we're always going to have situations come up that are unexpected, like the two sets of the brown sunflowers. So they genetically modified somehow and changed into a different, a different color. So it was really unexpected. And I really, really enjoy those so much. The ones that have the brown and the white streaks in them. And so that might too happen in your business is you'll really plant some good seeds in your business But there's going to be things, and I should say, and there's going to be things that are going to be completely unexpected. So it's really good to take heed and prepare for for laying a foundation of your business. One of the things that, you know, I've worked with, oh my goodness, I don't even know now. I know the last count was about 250 high, really high performing business entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I notice about them, um, and I'm 
I'm in the mix, so I'm calling myself out here, is we usually have a very creative uh, side. We usually have some pretty high risk tolerance because, you know, when you make a decision to do an event or a summit or something and you have, you know, quite a financial large investment, it, it takes some... Hmm, I know what word I want to use, but I'm not going to use that one. It takes some gumption. I'll say that. It takes some gumption, really, to to be able to... Yeah, the word was balls. Sorry. (laughs) Because we don't have them. I'm talking to women business entrepreneurs. But but we really... You know, one time when I was writing my book, I actually called them crystal balls because... (laughs) Because I thought to myself, you know, you have to have some crystal balls in this business. And, and you know, balls just didn't seem too um, uh, proper for for ladies. So, <laughs> but it, I, but if they were crystal, it was, it's all good, right? So I really do think when you build this foundation with seeds that you really do need to have that energy of being a risk taker and to be a creative the challenge with those personalities is they also usually have some sort of a parameter of, I don't want to say ADHD, but their minds move quickly and they're, because they're so creative, but sometimes too quickly. And so when they think something fails, they start moving on when maybe it's not really a, a failure. It's just something that needs some modification. And I'm going to talk about that with my my growth process of growing a sunflower field, because honestly, it feels so much the same as growing my business. So after you make a determination of what you need, and like for me, maybe soil seeds, sun and water was um, a website, you know, I had a, a little website, it wasn't perfect. But one of my business coaches said, don't modify your website until you hit your six-figure year, as long as it's working and clients can get to you. And for a while, that seemed right. But then I kind of trusted my intuition and something just seemed off. And so I have to be honest, as soon as I changed my branding and got a new website up, which really took about a year and a half until the full completion of getting all my stuff on it that I wanted to. It didn't take that long for the gentleman to build it. It was like maybe, maybe six weeks, maybe eight. Um, and I think that's stretching it. And so, but it took us about a year and a half to get all the components because I didn't know how to use Kartra, so I had to hire somebody, etc. So that, so figure out what you need to start your business. Definitely make sure that you have either a business loan, if you feel comfortable taking it, or at least some money to seed your business. Again, talking about seeds and the importance, they're going to be, at some point, they say that seeds will be, and even now, are like gold. You know, some seeds are, uh, you can't get the same, or the same, whatever they are called, the genetic uh, response from some of the seeds because they've been modified over the course of time. So really good solid seeds are important. And then sun and water. And I'm going to talk about sun and water uh, as we move on because it kind of combines with some other things. So although I've stated one and two, I guess that this actually is 
three or four. I'm sorry that I'm screwing up my numbers, but I had a few extra things to add in. The next thing I have on the list is taking timely action and trusting your intuition. So here's what really happened. My girlfriend gave me this beautiful, you know, head of seeds and we found them and I finally got around to planting them because we had some cold spells. And so I finally planted them. But when I went to see her at her house, I noticed that her, her flowers were probably almost four inches and she had, oh my goodness, it had to have been a hundred little babies in this one bucket, like in front of her house in a little planter. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, like, I'm sorry, I didn't plant mine yet. I'm like, oh my goodness, I better get home and plant my seeds. I'm behind the game. How many times have you said that to yourself? Like you'll look at somebody else's business and you'll judge yourself or try to compare yourself to their business. And let me tell you how that doesn't serve you. (laughs) It just doesn't. It truly doesn't. Um, for myself, I remember when I started my business, I'd be like, wow, wonder what it would be like when my business gets like that. There's 45 things that you need to do in the beginning of your business to get your business like that. You know, it might be updating a website eventually. It might be um, hiring the right people, finding the right places to speak, learning to speak properly, uh, learning how to market, how what's a conversion copy, you know, what's an opt-in, all those things. I remember when I first started this business, I said to somebody, you know, when you have a job, like, you know, I worked for 30 some years for a university. It was hard and I didn't have any control of my own life or my own schedule. And sometimes now, you know, sometimes I feel like I don't have as much control as I would like, uh, if I get super busy, but at the university, we had a marketing department. We had a place to make copies. We we had everything in place when I needed to do a big project. We had a PR department. And when you have your own business, you have to build out all those things because you need a lot of help, I believe. Um, in order to still have some semblance of a life, you need to hire people. So, um, So I just want to say, I want to stay with this, take timely action and trust your intuition. So what ended up happening with seeing my girlfriend, having her four inch things, they were all planted, her sunflowers, they were beautiful. And I thought, oh, Candy, like you, you're, you're behind. So (laughs) what I did next is, um, I I laid out these trays like a little nursery, a sunflower nursery, and each tray had its own little section so that when I would have to replant the plants that I could, I didn't have to break them apart. Like I would just take out a section and be able to plant whatever plants were in there if that's what I chose. So I had a nursery, but I was behind. So what I decided to do was not put the soil or the, or the seed too deep in the soil because I thought they'll sprout quicker and then I can get them into the ground quicker. That was my thought. Remember, I never did this before. So my girlfriend had hundreds of plants from one head of a sunflower. And after several days, maybe a week or two, I had seven plants and I was so disappointed and I asked her to come over and we stood there, (laughs) looked at my seven plants and I said, "Um, 
you have hundreds of plants. I have seven. Like, what did I do wrong? And she just looked at the, at the nursery I had sitting there and she said, Hmm. She was, I wonder if the birds ate the seeds. Uh Oh, (laughs) I thought to myself, I was so anxious to get these planted that I took a shortcut and I didn't put the seed down far enough in the soil. So what I was doing was planting bird dessert rather than a sunflower field. So I learned my lesson. So I did harvest those seven plants and they remain around the house. And I'm really grateful for those seven. And her husband gave me another head, another sunflower head. And that's when, you know, I planted them deeply, you know, I put them back to the nursery in the sun, watered them and nurtured them. And lo and behold, I had plants. So make sure in your business that you're not moving forward too quickly. Remember when I was talking about that entrepreneur, my hand is up in the air, that they're, you know, creatives and they have a lot of energy and they move really quickly. Um, And sometimes we want to take a shortcut because we think we're going to get there faster. And I can tell you after almost, I guess, almost five years now of being in business that shortcuts really don't work. You really need to put your time in to build a strong foundation that's in alignment with where you want to go. And what I mean by this is like, how many hours do you really want to work in a week? Do you want to work weekends or do you want them off? Do you want to travel a lot and speak? And I know we're in a different situation now, but when I started my business, I was on the road a lot. I was speaking and then there's a cost to speaking. You know, have you saved your funds and are you being a good steward of your finances when you're looking at your budget or are your credit cards running your business? Um, I did that in the beginning. So, um, So right away, one of the suggestions that I'd like to make about not taking shortcuts is um, making sure that you do have some help when you need it. So I think I'm getting ahead of myself. So the next thing I want to talk about um, with timely action, which is still is still talking about me planting my sunflower field. So take timely action. Like when are you, when should you start your podcast? When should you write your book? When should you charge more? So I want to talk a little bit about each one of these. First of all, when should you charge more? Here's one of the things I found in my business is I come up with an idea and then when I see somebody needs it, I present it to them and I say, you know, here's what I've been thinking about. I haven't tried it out yet, but if you would like, I could you know, invite you into this program at a beta price. And, um, if you give me a a recommendation for it, if it works the way that I, I know what I'm doing, I'll never do to somebody if it won't work or do with them. Right. So it's always, um, a joint adventure, meaning their energy and my energy are combined. I don't do work on people. I do it with them. So as they open their energy field, I work on their energy field in the Akashic records, but it's a Google search for their soul. I'm simply the voice of Siri. So they're doing the work as well. So make sure that when you're starting that your business and, and something is working, that once your books fill up and once you can sell that on a regular basis, then how can you add value to that program that's 
really nice and solid and get it up leveled and then charge more. And that's exactly what I did with my program called Align Your Business. After I, and I remember distinctly, it was 240 people. I had been counting something and I thought, wow, I can't believe in like two years, two and a half years or whatever it was, I've, I've seen that many people. And I start thinking of the similar problems and some uncertainties and fears that they were coming in with. And they thought, I need another accreditation. I need another certification. I need another, another, another. Ugh. Business owners can, because we, I think we work so hard and we're exhausting, we always think, well, I need to do that one more thing. Remember, growing a sunflower, seeds, soil, sun, water. There's main, four main things and proper positioning, you know, of the plant so that they're sun, you can't plant them under a shade tree. So that's really, I think, important to pay attention to is, um, you know, making sure that you're offering high value programs. And once they, they fill in your calendar, then up level the pricing add more value as you up-level the pricing. And so with Align Your Business, I saw a need and I proposed it to somebody. I charged a beta price and uh, and that it's a lot more for that program now. And every time I increased the price, I increased a parameter or a value that I didn't see um, moving forward with my client. For instance, after I had the first two Align Your Businesses, when we would have our third session, as we'd have three sessions with it, I just felt like I, I worked with them, but I wanted to give them something more and I didn't know what it was. So that's when I thought, ooh, you know, just like anything, you know, a Google search for your soul, the Akashic Record reading, you're calling something up. You know, if you look, how do you plant a sunflower which, by the way, I never looked up. <laughs> it probably would have good, been a good thing to look up. But if you Google search that, something is going to come up. And that's how it works in the Akashic Records. When we set an intention, I'm going to plant a sunflower, then the next thing that happens is things come into play to help that process. So that's the work with the client that, that I do. And they, of course, are the energy that promotes the growth. They're the sun, right? And all that I am is the, the simple planter, but they feed their own plants, their own growth. So why is this also important? I think these are questions that I know I had. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do next. Like, should I charge more? When should I charge more? Um, so as my calendar continued to fill up, then it got to the point where I didn't have enough space for a three-part um, three session uh, for everybody. So I feel bad when I have to say no to a client. And I thought, but people still need this and they're still growing. So how can I serve them even more? And that's when I am now in the middle of designing um, I just designed a summit and I'm going to do an align your business course. Um, and I think it's really important to be able to have the gift of working with groups because when I looked at my week at the end of the week, it was like, okay, you have four clients each day. 
sometimes five. I've had, a, I had, have had up to eight, but that's very grueling. So I'm going to say four as an average, uh, even though I usually have more. So that's 12 people at the end of the week. Um, that wasn't doing it for me. I mean, I was, I am so thrilled when I work with my clients on an individual basis, but I have something I, or, and I have something I know people need. So how can I deliver to the world in a different way? And that's when I came up with the Align Your Business Summit, which I'm doing um, September 24th. So uh, you can go onto my website, candacehazitcom forward slash love, L-O-V-E, and capture my meditation. That'll put you on my list. So you could get the bit.ly link, which I think is called Align Summit. So however you write bit, bit.ly bit link, you know, B-I-T, and then whatever the abbreviation is. Um, I don't have it in front of me. And then Align Summit. So that's how I ended up designing that is so that I can help people uh, on a greater scale. I can help 200 people in six weeks instead of six times 12, whatever that is, 60, maybe 75 people or something like that. So it just gives me so much greater joy thinking how many more people I can help. So it's not necessarily pushing for financial growth, although that was important to me, uh, or charging more. That wasn't always the game plan, but it is important to honor your value, um, as you're working through your business situation. So, and as far as when to start a podcast and write a book, um, you have to have a a mailing list and, and followers, in my opinion, to start a podcast. Um, it's also a way, I guess, you know, if you're doing it with other people, but the, and, and the reason I did my podcast was to write my book, which is in the middle of, uh, all of it's being downloaded as we speak and transcriptions are all done. So it's just being patchworked together. But I I didn't, you don't start out writing a book, um, but I want to speak on bigger stages moving forward in the next couple years. And it was, it's perfect timing that I was able to write my book now. So that was important. The next thing, number, well, I have three, but I think we're at six or something. <laughs> Don't ever trust me for numbers uh, with counting. Um, financial numbers, I'm good with, but not counting. So um, the next thing is, will I get sunflowers? So once I planted the sunflowers, you know, and I I planted my second harvest because remember, I was in a hurry and I got seven plants because I was in a hurry. So now I had an abundance of plants and I was able to give plants to my daughter and my daughter took some for her friend. So now do you see how this is growing? It's just like your business. My girlfriend gave me a head of of seeds and now I have seeds and I'll have seeds as long as I need them from this point moving forward and I can share them with whomever comes to my house who has an interest in growing a sunflower seed or field in their black backyard, or, you know, if they just want to grow a few of them, I consider uh, this whole section literally looks like I'm standing in a little mini field. It's not that big, but it feels big 
with 12 foot plants. I kind of feel like I'm in the land of dinosaurs or something. It's pretty fun. And anyways, now I have all these seeds. And so it's X, like it, it, you keep growing. And then, then those 46 plants, now each one of them, some of them have one, some of them have five, some of them have four, um, sunflowers on them, but that's how your business grows. It's kind of like growing a sunflower, you know, it, it's, it keeps growing and growing and growing with nurturance. And it's just, I just think it's a beautiful analogy, um, especially as much time as I spent growing everything this summer, it really taught me patience and perseverance, which I think will be on the list too. So let's, I want to try to follow some order. But the one thing I kept saying after I planted them and they started to grow and they were getting higher and higher and they were almost up to my knees. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, did I plant them too late? Because my girlfriend, she was like starting to get heads and I, I wasn't, my plant wasn't even up to my knees yet. And I was like, oh man, I might've planted them too late. And then, um, maybe they won't, I won't get sunflowers. And I can remember when I started my business, I was thinking, you know, are people going to come? Like, am I going to have a business? And I remember the first time I spoke and it was a really big room and I think there were, I don't know, maybe a hundred seats and I didn't, I had, oh, it was the end of the day. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I had 60 people, but it was the first time I spoke and there was about eight people that stood in a line to tell me something. And I was completely like almost to the point of emotional. I thought, oh my goodness, somebody, something I said either touch somebody or had meaning for them. And maybe I should keep doing this (laughs) because I didn't know. I didn't know if people would laugh or boo me out of the room talking about Akashic records. I mean, I was at a venue that I'm sure that people wouldn't necessarily laugh, but what those eight people had to say, and almost every one of them, they would whisper, I know you were talking just to me when you did that last meditation. And that's kind of how the Akashic records work. There's something about the collective consciousness that once we're all in a room or I'm doing a reading for a multitude of people, what somebody needs, they hear. And I don't know how that happens. And it could be even one message or one story. As a matter of fact, I actually remember the story. It was about the broken teacup. And I was talking about giving up on something. It was, it was actually, it was my marriage, to be honest with you. And I, and I stood up and I wasn't with my husband then. And I said, you know, sometimes when you drop grandma's teacup, uh, for the third time after you've glued it together, you just, you can't get it back together. And maybe you could make earrings or a bracelet out of it, but it's not going to be grandma's teacup anymore. And that was the story that eight people were saying, I, that was for me because that's what they, they heard something that they needed. So when you're asking yourself in your business, when you're starting it, will I get sunflowers? Um, you know, mine are sitting on my desk right now. (laughs) So the answer is yes. And as I go through a couple more of these, uh, you'll learn more lessons that, um, will help you to have your sunflowers sitting on your desk as well, your business, your clients.
So the next thing was growing deep roots that I had growing deep roots and not taking the shortcuts. Um, the other thing that I didn't do, cause I remember it was super hot that day where we planted these flowers, I wouldn't have chose to plant them there. But my husband said, you know, that is a really sunny spot over there by the pool pump. And I never really liked the menagerie of the pool pump and what it looked like. And we used to have white stones there. And I said to him, well, there's so many stones and there's not a lot of soil. So I don't know that it will work. And he said, I'm going to pull back the stones and then we'll put more soil. So we dug a deep trench and then um, we had really rich soil uh, that we had ordered we have beautiful soil in Lancaster County and we had oiled or ordered it. And so I was filling these holes, like planting the sunflowers from the little nursery that I had created and, and then planting them and then putting dirt around them. But my husband said to me, make sure that you put enough soil because when you're putting this little plant in, that's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe three inches. And it was so fragile that I actually had to not only put soil around it, but I put rocks around it so that they wouldn't fall over when I was watering them. And so, um, so I really honestly didn't have enough soil. And one day after a really bad rainstorm, my sunflowers were growing so beautifully and I had showed my daughter and we went out for a little bit and this rainstorm hit and we came back and I saw my daughter's face and she said, mom, she said, did you see your sunflowers? And I looked and probably uh, over uh, at least maybe half were fallen. And I couldn't see like the, the roots weren't completely pulled up, but <clears throat> it didn't look good. And I thought, oh my goodness, I think I lost half of them. And so I didn't know what to do. And so I asked my husband for help. And um, he and I are, are together again after these years and 36 years. Um, so he he dug up some soil that was in the back and he filled the top of the roots down with more soil and and stepped on them and then tied the plants together with the ones that were already standing. So the ones that needed a little help, he tied those together and bundled them so that they were now all standing. So he saved all the sunflowers. This was a really important lesson is ask for help. There are too many pieces of your business to do it all yourself. So I want you to ask yourself a couple questions. What are you really good at? Whatever that is, stay in that lane. One of my gifts is that I didn't feel I, I had a lot of <laughs> other gifts. I have the Akashic Records in a really great way of reading them. And I really do. I feel really grateful for my mind and how it works because Sometimes I feel like it's when I look at the Akashic records of somebody, I actually feel like I'm, you know, you think it's so etherical and very spiritual and it is, um, that divine source is just so beautiful, that energy field to be in. However, in addition to that, my brain is doing something with the energy and what it does is 
it, it almost feels like it's processing the outcomes, almost like do, 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 like, and it's, it's figuring out the highest and best, almost like an algorithm in my brain. So I think that's a gift. However, <laughs> don't give me Kartra, my website, to figure out. Um, God forbid, you know, I use Google Docs because Word and stuff, I would always lose my documents because I don't have a really good filing system. So I knew I needed help right away with a personal assistant to get emails and stuff done. Plus, I have a slight learning disability, so spelling is often interesting and and so I do have some some things. But I really feel grateful, you know, that I my brain is I feel I have a beautiful brain and I'm grateful for that. So I stay in that lane. <laughs> and then I hire people to do uh the other things. I think we have an eight member team now. Uh I really feel grateful. I have somebody who does a videographer for me and then somebody that does my podcast post. Um I have two two copywriters and a conversion copywriter. Um, I don't know where I'm at. I have a virtually empowered team. They help manage Kartra and uh, a, a program planner, somebody that organizes everybody so that I'm not always answering all the questions and, um, and she keeps everything in complete and perfect order. Oh, and might be nine people. Or 10. And then I have my financial person that does all my financial records. And that was the first person I hired. Then my virtual, my virtual assistant, those two. And oh, and then my business coach. I think everybody should have a coach that is performing where they want to be. It was at a Tony Robbins event, I think it was, and he said. Don't take, like, if your financial planner makes $100,000 and you're going to take your million dollars and ask them how to plan, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So what I always, I still do is I look at who I want to, um, who I want to partnership with as a coach and I, and I see where they are. And if it looks like where I want to be, then they're a good fit. You know, if, if I think I can learn from them and follow their procedures and that they would support me the way that I need to, then, then that's a good plan. So back to, you know, growing deep root. So having a team that's going to help you to stay, um, plotted or, or, solid in, in the soil, solid in your business, solid in your gift is important. You know, let the, let the rest for the other people. Uh, if you think you're losing money, you're not, you're, you're able to build your business. You know, now my hands are free to be able to grow my business and be able to help 250 people a month instead of 75 people a month or whatever I said before when I was doing my, my loose math. So the other thing I put under growing deep roots is sometimes you think something doesn't work. And I challenge you, even if you've done something in the past, to think about it outside of the box. There's a couple of my clients, they are absolutely brilliant at thinking um, out of the box and so brilliant that they've grown a couple businesses in the last year and a half and they're making over a million dollars a year, just with a, an extra idea and kind of an add on to their business. 
So here's what my advice is about keeping those roots really deep. If you do something, give it some time. You know, I, I, I don't know how many people, well, that didn't work. I'm like, well, what did you do? So when I help them to process or pull things apart, they usually didn't let it grow enough roots. And then they're like yanked it out of the ground. Well, it's not working. So I want to talk about one of my programs that I had started. It was called Pivot to Profit and it's, it's a year old now. And I think a year old this month. And when I first did like a little mini launch to, you know, get people in it, it was sort of a a beta stage. And what I do is I do two live readings for a group and I read the collective consciousness for an hour. And then we release blocks uh, the last 15 minutes. And I always had a meditation with a theme. So like, for example, one month was getting your flow on and then I had a flow meditation. And now I'm moving that into its next level. But in the beginning, I didn't sell a lot of people in that program. But the people in the program kept coming and they seemed to like it. So remember when I said add value, when I was, and I didn't feel like I was adding value with the last stage with align your business, that third and final meeting was basically a meeting, but then I didn't quite know where to take my clients next. Like, you know, a long-term coaching program didn't quite feel right. So what ended up happening is with the Align Your Business, they ended up getting support for three months and pivot to profit. It didn't cost me a lot of money to have people in pivot to profit to support them. It cost me what I had to pay my assistant each, each month, the, um, the time for my meditation and two hours of time to, to show up. And it just seemed like such a nice fit. And I, I added that on to the aligner business. And then after that seemed to be working and people seemed happy with that, then I went to my next, next incremental price, but I didn't pull it. I didn't pull pivot to profit out by the roots and say that didn't work. I knew, I knew somewhere in my gut, like I really checked in with my instincts and I felt really good about pivot to profit And it was, honestly, it was divinely given to me. I was in a room with, I don't know, about 16 or 18 women. And I just, I saw the program in like one circle just kind of came to me. And we were supposed to do something that wasn't that big. You know, we were, I forget what we were doing. And when I came out of our little get together, I'm like, wow, you know, I I saw this program and everybody, everybody was like, oh, I love the name. So, and, and they liked the, the theory, you know, behind what I was going to do and how I was going to help people. So it was really cool. So grow deep roots in your business. Don't move too quickly. Again, I, I know us. <laughs> Again, my hand is up. Um, we move quickly. We think quickly. Um, and sometimes we don't grow enough roots when, when something is really good. And the other thing I ask myself is, you know, I always do a pros and a grows. And so at the end of this year, I, I'll do a pros and go, grows with my sunflowers. Like what went great with it? What didn't go well with it? And I already know some of the things that you know I'm going to change for next year. So that's really important. Um, my next thing I have on my list is asking and hiring help as soon as needed. We already did that. Yay. 
And the the following one, which says number seven on my list, is share the wealth to promote energetic growth. Give back to others. So I, I can't even tell you how much joy I had today. My daughter, um, she she grows flowers in a little backyard in Philly. She has a, a little garden and her little garden, I think last year we counted, I don't, I forget. I'm sorry if it's wrong, but I thought there was 55 plants. I, I could be telling a lie. There might've been a hundred, but there was a lot of plants in her backyard. And this year with the heat, her dahlias didn't, she loves her dahlias. And I felt so bad her dahlias didn't come up. However, I was so happy. She so, showed me her sunflowers and they were towering over this wall and they were <laughs> hitting the the wires almost at the, at the top. And she was so happy about that. And just the joy that it brought me, um, and brought her just gave me great joy. And then to think one of her girlfriends also has sunflowers because she shared them with her girlfriend. So I just, I'm just so happy, um, with that. So this summit that I'm, I'm doing right now, um, and again, you can you can find the information because it's going to launch September seventh, um, and I really highly recommend you uh, reach out. We have sixteen speakers with sixteen guests. I mean, sixteen gifts that are just for you. And I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> I used I used several of them during the filming. You know, when I was interviewing people, I was like, oh, a calculator for my business, do do do. And I was like, I'm going to use this. And so I don't know how many of those gifts I've actually put into to plan or into action. So um, it really made me feel good to be able to give back. And these speakers felt good to be able to give things back. And how, you know, not only did I get really thrilled by helping my daughter and letting, you know, her, she grew the sunflowers herself. But it just, it brought me great joy for this summit. Um, one of the reasons, one of my whys is I have an autistic cousin and he's like, he's like my nephew and I just love him endlessly and he's nonverbal and you know, my cousin, she's had a few bumps in the road in life. And, um, I, I want, I did, I started this business because I wanted to be able to give back in this world. You know, I see people that, you know, have challenges that they, that they haven't created in this life. If you have an autistic child, you have an autistic child, you know, and it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of finance. It's commitment beyond any commitment that I've ever seen. And, uh, I want to be able to give back to those people. So one of the things that just naturally happened with the summit is I was able to have this woman from this organization called DESI, D period, E period, S period, I period. And it's helping adults with disabilities. And I just feel like so many adults that have pretty serious disabilities or, you know, even just ones that want to, you know, people that want to be free and they can't live off of the, I forget what that's called, S SSI because it's minimal and they might not be able to have, you know, a full-time job. They need some help, you know? And, um, so at the end of my summit, a portion of the proceeds is going to go to Desi and I ended up getting to interview her. So she ended up being a speaker. So people get to see where a part of their money goes. And that just makes me thrilled. And to think that my business is already uh, harvesting for other people just, it brings me such great joy. 
Remember, I was asking the question like you might, well, the sunflowers, well, I really have sunflowers, even though I planted them. I don't know if they're going to get that tall. I don't know if they're going to grow. I don't know if they're going to bring enough money in. All those questions that you may have asked yourself. Now I want to talk about the harvest. So when I did my speaking engagements, when I would speak, I would, at the close, I would offer a conversation if they wanted to have a conversation with me. And so I'd pass out a little paper and it would say a few things. Yes, I want your free meditation. Yes, I'd like to have a conversation. Yes, I have more interest in working with you. And so I would get my harvest at the end of speaking and I'd collect it all. And I'd make three piles, like the piles, you know, that wanted to meet me, et cetera, just what I had just said. And so I call that my harvest. And I was like a kid in a candy store or a kid after Halloween. I'd run up to my room and, you know, I'd like drag my bag and all my stuff that you as a speaker have. And, and I'd lay these all out on the bed and I would snapshot pictures and send them to my VA. And then she'd start processing it because, you know, until, you know, this is one of the things that I, I learned in business until I would pack everything up until, um, you know, I'd get out back on the road, then I'd go home. I was exhausted. Then I'd spend the weekend, the rest of the weekend, you know, putting all these emails in. I just, mm -mm. (laughs) it wasn't working for me. So, um, my assistant does it in an achu moment. And by the time I walk in the door on Monday, I have my appointments all lined up for the week from my, what I called the harvest. And back to my sunflowers, once you have systems in place, you're able to repeat the growth of these flowers again and again and again. And so that's what, that's what, um, I believe the harvest is important. And in the last thing, enjoy each stage of the process. I think <laughs> I, I so enjoy my sunflowers right now. And I so enjoyed them when they were in the nursery. And I so enjoyed like the morning that I woke up after I had just planted them and I propped each one of them up with little pebbles, each one of the 46 plants, because they look so fragile. I didn't want to overwater them. But each stage was just so incredible. And then when they started to get heads, like the first one got a head, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it has a head. And then you just watch and wait for the for the bloom to happen. And now some of them are going to the other side. Some of them are, <laughs> they're going to the other side. Um, they're, they're, uh, they're dying, you know, and, but, oh, I just pulled a leaf off. Sorry, little sunflower. <laughs> that is not going to grow back. <laughs> but the, uh, inside this beautiful flower right now, I have all the potential to do this again next year. So, that's it. That's the the big thing this this week is I just wanted to tell you, you know, what or share with you actually. I don't want to tell you. I wanted to share with you what happened to me last uh, Sunday evening. Yeah, that was last night. Sitting in the backyard by the fire pit, just looking at my sunflower field and just admiring it and thinking about my business and um I am enjoying so enjoying the blooms. Um, and I'm very excited about having this summit. And 
so thank you so much for listening. Get on my mailing list if you're not. And if you are, make sure that you look at the, uh, the summit. You check out the summit, um, the Align Your Business 2020 Summit, and the 16 incredible speakers. And I'm just, I'm looking at it as I'm... <laughs> as I'm talking to you and oh my gosh, the speakers were so incredible. They were featured on ABC news, CBS news, Forbes, TEDx, Huffington post, fast company, <sighs> and 16 gifts just for you. So I hope you get to come to the summit or, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a virtual of course. Uh, and two speakers will be happening each day starting September 7th. So make sure 2000 and, 20. So make sure that you uh, get on my mailing list, candacehaza.com forward slash love, L-O-V-E, and that'll get you to um, get you a meditation and then you'll be on my mailing list and be able to sign up for the summit. So thank you all. And I'm going to have one more cheers to my pink hibiscus tea. Mm. Still warm and yummy. And still smelling the fresh air coming out of the windows. And now my drapes are just gently blowing. So I'm going to go enjoy the evening. And I'm really into Outlander. So I'm going to be watching that. I'm on season episode one, I think season four. Or episode, I don't know, season one, episode 14. However you say that. Have a great evening. Sending so much light and so much love. And enjoy your field of sunflowers. Stand in it. Let it be yours. Yeah, take that in. <laughs> and grow something that's bigger than you. Leave your legacy with your mission and purpose. Enjoying the passion that you have for your business. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.